It is Wednesday, February 26, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Welcome to a new show, a new day, uh, halfway to the weekend here. Uh, still not a lot of racing action going on. I've been kind of talking about it lately, um, but we're, we're getting closer. There's some stuff going on this weekend that we will talk about as we go as well. Uh, so stay patient. Racing is coming back. Get you started with a little bit of a news, uh, a few news items this morning. Due to a scheduling conflict with the Calistoga High School graduation ceremony, the June 13th NARC King of the West race at Calistoga has been canceled. Uh, no re- replacement date will be added in its place. There was some talk in the release about the um, that June 13th date maybe being a rain date for other shows. So keep that uh, uh, in the back of your mind. If you have questions or, or would like to see more about that, you can visit narc410.com. Uh, speaking of California, Speed Shift will show every race of the 2020 Sprint Car Challenge Tour live. The Sprint Car Challenge Tour is a winged 360 series racing around California. Uh, Kyle Hurst was the 2019 champion. Uh, the first race is March 28th at Placerville. And I probably should have had the... Uh, let me go jump and just give you their website address as well. I should have had this up. If you would like to get more information about the Sprint Car Challenge Tour, you can visit SprintCarChallengeTour.com. Uh, you can check out the full schedule and and uh, and pass points and things like that. Guys who will be competing in that series... Um, the 22nd season of the USMTS National Championship gets underway this weekend. The series heads to I-37 Speedway on Friday, Texas uh, West, uh, South Texas Speedway on Saturday, and Cotton Bowl Speedway on Sunday. The swing through Texas continues March 5th through the 7th for the Spring Nationals at Big O Speedway. 2019 series champion was Rodney Sanders. He had an incredible 10 wins in 39 starts. Uh, pretty pretty good season there for Rodney Sanders. Uh, you can watch all of those shows live on RacingDirt.tv. Uh, RacingDirt does a great job covering a lot of those modified uh, series and, and categories and things like that. So check them out just for general news and things like that as well. Uh, I, I talked about driver analytics yesterday, some of my sprint car rating stuff that I was working on. Uh, I made some adjustments to that stuff yesterday or last night, um, and I just kind of wanted to mention that real quick. I went ahead, I, I talked yesterday about doing some limiting on, on which drivers would appear, so I went ahead and put a 10-race cap. So you have to have competed in at least 10 races uh, over the course of uh, uh, of the season, and, and this isn't really a season right now. It's kind of literally everything I have in the database, but... Uh, right now, you have to have competed in a minimum of 10 races over the last 90 to be included in the, in the sprint car ratings. Uh, I will get these live on the site probably today sometime uh, if I have time. But so now you have a minimum of 10 races. I made a couple of other adjustments. I realized I had a couple of errors that I needed to work through. But looking through the top 10, Brad Sweet is the the number one driver in the rating. And just if you missed yesterday, the the explanation of the rating system is basically I'm taking your qualifying position, your heat race position, and then any feature positions, whether it's in the feature, LCS, you know, C main, D main, E main, all, all the way down, um, and adding those together to kind of get an aggregate number. Um, and then I added that up over the course of all of the races in the database and then averaged it out. So right now, Brad Sweet is at the top of that list. He has a score of 14.08. It's 0.079 and then, you know, continues on from there, but I'll pair that down. Uh, so Brad Sweet is the uh, highest rated driver. David Gravel is actually second over Donnie Schatz. Um, he, he is like merely percentage points ahead, but uh, interesting to take a look at that. So Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Donnie Schatz, Darren Pittman, Logan Schuhart, your top five. Then Christopher Bell, Ian Madsen, Joey Saldana, Carson Mesquita, Lance DeWeese, uh, your top 10 in the sprint car ratings. Uh, and I would like to be able to do this kind of over the course of all of the races, over the course of seasons. And then you could even do this on individual nightly basis. Uh, nightly basis. So I'll probably add those numbers in as well. So 
I'll get those live and share on social media when those are on there and people can kind of peruse those and then let me know what they think. Uh, I wanted to talk, if you follow me on social media, this is something that I've, I've talked about um, in, in a few different instances, but it's something that bothers me. And it's, it's something that I've, I've actually, I used to kind of have the opposite opinion of this, um, but over time and, and in working in motorsports and in kind of, you know, understanding things a little bit better, my, my opinion of this has changed. Um, but the, the idea of, of funded drivers and, and what exactly the definition of funded drivers is, I, I'm still not quite certain you kind of get into these discussions about you know people who buy rides right and it's you know the the common cliche is is dad's money bought so and so a ride in a sprint car or midget late model modify i mean whatever it is um and i've seen some late model discussion lately um uh, around a, a specific team and it just i don't understand the vitriol from people about about drivers buying rides and and if you think this is a new problem, or and it's not even a problem, but if you think this is a new phenomenon, it's not. It's been going on probably for as long as motorsports has existed. Um, and one of the things that I don't seem to quite be able to make heads or tails of, there's a fly right now in here. <laughs> um, but something I don't, I'm not able to kind of make heads or tails of is sports car racing is is made up of of a good portion of drivers who pay for their rides, and in in that's in in those categories and in, in those divisions, they call them gentlemen racers. I don't see anyone on social media complaining about gentlemen racers and sports car racing. You know, a, a good portion of the field at the Daytona 24 paid to be in those cars, and I don't understand why it's okay for that, but it's not okay for other categories, whether it's NASCAR, dirt racing, and other things. And it just, it, it's it, it's one of those things where, like, I, I understand both sides of it, right? Like, I, I get that, you know, it's kind of a purity thing, right? Like, it feels like it cheapens things if people are paying for rides and things like that. But, and, you know, and, and maybe on some level, it probably does, but, but that's not like... Motorsports is is not stick and ball sports. It's not baseball. It's not football. It's not basketball. It's, it's not going to always be the cream of the crop that that has the opportunities to go compete. Um, it costs a lot of money to to even put a, you know a low level race car on, on the track. So to think that these teams are going to be able to continue exist continue to exist without funding is is just ludicrous. And you know a lot of times you're not going to have owners. Who are going to be able to continue year after year after year funding cars out of their pockets? You know, most of these teams are not making any money, um, and so it's it's a little naive, and it's I think it's a little ridiculous to think that you know all of these teams are just going to exist, and you know nobody's going to be paying for rides, and and there's just money flowing everywhere. That's just not the case, and and I think the point to realize too is that if these drivers, a lot of these drivers, weren't funding these teams, the teams wouldn't exist. So it's not like these drivers are getting opportunities over, you know, somebody who is more talented but that doesn't have money. That seat wouldn't be there if it weren't for those drivers paying for that seat. Those teams would close up shop. So I mean if you know, put yourself in these team owners situations, you know, in 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 their seats if if you are you know, wanting to field a team, you know, maybe you come in and maybe you have the money to do it to start out. Maybe you have a sponsor, but maybe you lose that sponsor, but you want to keep your team open, you know, an easier way. And, you know, if you can go out and find that driver, um, but a a much simpler way to kind of continue to make sure that your team exists, you know, beyond, you know, what you started is, is is to go get somebody who has a little bit of funding to help the team stay alive. So, you know, if you're in that situation, what do you do? You know, you just close up the team and say, well, for the purity of the sport, I'm not going to continue running this team. Like that's crap. Like there's no way that that's the case. And, you know, when, when drivers fund teams at, at, at many different levels, not just 
just the top levels, but you know, a lot of other levels as well. It keeps people in jobs. It's, you know, it helps out the, 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 the racing community as a whole. And, you know, I understand that, you know, maybe some of these drivers that are getting these opportunities maybe don't deserve them. Like that's absolutely the, possibly the case, but what you will find is, is over the course of time when, when a driver, you know, pays for a ride, if they are not, you know, up to snuff, it's not very long until they're out of the seat anyway. Um, you know, they're either going to, you know, get tired of getting their head kicked in every single day or, you know, whoever is providing the funding is going to back out and say, this isn't working, you're not performing. You know, the, nobody sticks around for, for you know, many years, you know, five years, a decade, <clears throat> continuing to not do well in a car. So, I think the thing is that you that people need to understand that this this stuff, like these drivers will weed themselves out over the course of time and, and the cream will always rise to the top. There are plenty of drivers out there who who don't have funding and and who have made it to the top levels of the sport. I mean, you you look at, you know, two of the best right now, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell. Neither of those guys had any money behind them. Um, and it just goes to show you that if you if you don't have money behind you, you just have to be that much better than everybody else. Um, and if you want to be at the top levels of the sport, that's necessary anyway. If you want to win races, want to win championships, that's what you have to do. Um, and I think that purity of the sport is still there um, and it still exists. There are still plenty of team owners that will put drivers in cars and, and plenty of you know manufacturers and, and other sponsors and things like that that will continue to fund guys who do well, who, who are fast. Um, and so I, I, I don't think this problem is as big as some people wanted to make it out to be. And I don't think that... It really matters all that much if you've got guys running at the back of a B main who are in a funded car. Like you know, it's it, it, it's not going to change the outcome of races. And and I, I don't want to hear about you know guys getting wrecked or or you know getting in the way of leaders or things like that. That can happen absolutely anyway, regardless of whether a funded driver is in there or not. So. Um, I just I, I I've seen both sides of this, and I, I honestly I used to feel differently. I, I used to think that you know funded drivers were a problem, that it was hurting racing, um, but I I just I don't believe that to be the case anymore. And and I think more and more having more teams is better than having less teams. And you know what? Once in a while, some of these funded drivers they're going to turn out to be pretty damn good. Uh, so let's keep that in mind as well, that not everybody who buys a ride is just a crap driver and, you know, that's just the end of it. It's just not true. Um, and then wh where do you draw the line between like the, like most kids that get started in racing, whether it's in go-karts or, you know, a, a winged cart or whatever it is, most of those kids have families that are buying those cars, right? Like no four-year-old or five-year-old or six-year-old is waiting around their local dirt track hoping somebody's going to put them in a go-kart or put them in a, you know, in, in a winged, you know, cart or, you know, whatever it is. Like, that just, that doesn't happen. And so, like, at what point is it not okay for, you know, a family member or a sponsor or something like that to continue paying for that ride? It's like we draw this line at a certain point. It's like it's okay for it to be funded up to a point, but then after that, you know, you better just go race on merit. That's ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. I just um, ha have seen, you know, more discussion about this. And, and obviously, these are things you've heard from me before if you've, you know, followed me on social media and things like that. Because this is just something that really kind of sticks in my craw and it bothers me. So anyway, I will move on. Um, but think about it. Let me know if you have thoughts. Uh, I'd be curious to, to, to know if, if other people feel the same way or if, if this is just a small portion of, of the crowd that thinks this way. But anyway, let's jump over to the pay-per-view schedule. Like I said, not a lot of racing going on, so nothing 
on the pay-per-view schedule tonight. Uh, that will kick up again this weekend as we have more racing going on. Uh, you can find Dirt Trucker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe, leave me a review, and tell your friends. You can watch the show on YouTube and Facebook as well. If you'd like to follow along with Dirt Tracker, you can do that at Facebook.com slash Dirt Tracker, Twitter.com slash Dirt Tracker, and DirtTracker.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin underscore Feeder. Don't forget to sign up for that Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter that is live on the site right now. Um, just going to be a couple of, of cool bullet point items, you know, that I've seen through the week, uh, once a week, um, you know, not going to spam you, nothing crazy. And if you don't like it, unsubscribe. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, but thanks for tuning in to the show today. I will see everyone tomorrow on Dirt Tracker Daily. Dirt Tracker Daily.